You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. We now know that the symptoms of COVID-19 can last a lot longer than just two weeks. On today's episode, we talked to someone who had symptoms for months. If you're a longtime listener to this feed, you may have heard this story before. That's because it was originally produced for the Reset podcast, hosted by Ariel Zuem Ross. Here's Ariel. When Fiona Lowenstein caught COVID-19 in mid-March, her symptoms were the ones you'd expect. I just had a headache and a fever. And then the next day, I developed a cough. But fever and cough were really the only symptoms I experienced for that first couple of days. Her condition quickly got worse. She started having trouble breathing. And by the point I went to the ER, I couldn't speak more than a couple words. I couldn't walk. I couldn't really move. Um, unless I was lying flat in bed, really focusing on breathing, it was very hard to breathe. That was early in the pandemic. And at the time, it was surprising for someone like her to develop these kinds of serious symptoms. So I'm 26 years old. You know, I... I'm otherwise healthy, exercise six days a week. I'm a fitness teacher part-time. And prior to contracting COVID, I did not have any significant pre-existing conditions. She was put on oxygen at the ER and admitted as a hospital patient. And within a few days, Fiona actually started to feel better. The World Health Organization was saying that the recovery time for a mild case should be about two weeks and for a severe case, maybe six weeks. But since I wasn't put on a ventilator at the hospital and I am young, um, you know, and I felt I felt that my symptoms were improving. My fever was gone. My shortness of breath was very mild at that point. And I think we all kind of assumed that it would be a pretty quick road to recovery from there. And then I started noticing a whole new host of symptoms. So I developed really serious GI issues. So diarrhea almost every time after I ate, I wasn't able to eat anything other than, you know, maybe a, a few small portions of crackers or, or noodles each day. Um, so I was kind of getting on the bathroom scale each morning and seeing the number continue to go down, which was quite demoralizing. I also experienced intense sinus pain, cold symptoms, so sore throat, stuffy nose, sneezing. Um, and, you know, to my knowledge, none of these were symptoms that I experienced in the first week. After spending a week at home, Fiona started to realize that her recovery wasn't going to be quick. Almost felt like I had a dirty little secret, which was that I'm not really better yet and I don't know when I will be. I still at that point, though, did not expect that it would take the months that it ended up taking. Fiona Lowenstein is just one patient among thousands who've been struggling with COVID-19 for far longer than expected. Lois Parshley is a freelance reporter who talked to some of those other patients for an article for Vox.com. I spoke to one woman who didn't want to be named because she works at a hospital and she's been sick for over six weeks and is still having relapsing fevers. 
The experience of these patients suggests that COVID-19 is a lot more complicated than we previously thought. Patients are reporting pulmonary scarring, cardiovascular damage, abnormal blood clotting, uh, which can lead to deep vein thrombosis, strokes, or heart attacks. Um, and we're also seeing neurocognitive problems in some patients. Researchers in one paper actually called COVID-19 a global threat to the entire nervous system. We don't know for sure why the virus affects so many areas of the body, but it might have something to do with the virus's structure. You might have seen illustrations in the news. The virus is essentially a tiny ball with spikes or spines. The spines attach to a protein found on the outside of human cells. So it's a little bit like a tiny version of those burrs that can get stuck on your socks after a walk. And its spines are pretty good at sticking, which means it doesn't require very much of the virus to cause an infection. The protein that the virus attaches to, it's called ACE2. And it's found on cells throughout the body. Which may help explain why the virus doesn't just impact the lungs. It can penetrate many of your organs, including your heart, your kidneys, your brain, and even the bloodstream. So why do these symptoms linger in the body? That is a a complicated question, and, and we don't know the answer to it yet. It is possible that the virus is persisting within the body's tissues. Other viruses, so take a very well-studied disease like measles. You can find viral RNA in immune system cells for six months after you've apparently recovered from measles. So it's it's possible that the virus that causes COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, may be persisting in people's bodies and that that is the source of some of these symptoms. In other words, the virus just sticks around and keeps wreaking havoc. Another answer could be an overactive immune response. You may have heard of these so-called cytokine storms where the immune system kind of kicks into overdrive and this causes its own symptoms. So these immune responses may help explain some of the emerging long-term complications. Sort of like your immune system got kickstarted by the disease and just never turned off. Exactly. But again, we don't know for sure. We also don't know for sure what proportion of patients will have long-term symptoms in the first place. But the estimates so far are sobering. The UK National Health Service has announced that they assume 45% of COVID-19 patients who've required hospitalization will need ongoing medical care. Hmm. So with the prevalence that we're seeing, that's a huge number of patients who are going to need ongoing medical treatment to fully recover from COVID-19. During past coronavirus outbreaks like SARS and MERS, a significant proportion of patients also suffered long-term complications. One study looking back at SARS patients followed 71 patients over 15 years and found that a third of them had reduced lung capacity and residual scarring. MERS is a little bit harder to study because fewer people were infected and many of those who were infected died. But one long-term study found that about a third of MERS survivors also had long-term lung damage. Given that finding, why are we surprised that this is happening to to patients with COVID-19? Like, shouldn't we have seen this coming? Well, some people would say that this isn't actually all that unusual. 
For example, during the influenza epidemic of 1918, uh, there was a, another epidemic you may not have heard of. It was a disease called encephalitis lethargica, and it caused patients to have a high fever, headache, double vision, uh, psychosis. It killed as many as 500,000 people between 1917 and 1928. Some scientists think that the 1918 flu outbreak may have been linked to this other chronic disease, at least in some people. And we might be seeing a similar pattern with COVID-19. Ed Young, a science writer who's also written about this topic, has pointed out how COVID-19 long haulers report similar symptoms to another kind of, well, it has a long, complicated name. It's called myalgic encephalomyelitis chronic fatigue syndrome. Okay shortened to a more manageable ME slash CFS. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, it's a serious long-term illness. You might not have heard of it, but it affects as many as 2.5 million Americans. And we still don't know exactly what causes it, but clusters seem to follow infectious outbreaks. So all this to say, it's not entirely unexpected that after a large viral outbreak, some people would experience long-term symptoms. Lois Parshley is a freelance reporter. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. 